Hello and welcome back to Dynamic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with Brian McVeigh. Um, as always, we kind of like to, you know, do a little weekend review on our own fantasy league, kind of give you guys a little feedback on uh, what we're dealing with. Because at the end of the day, yes, we do have a podcast. Podcast, yes, it's very successful. Yes, we have a lot of viewers. Um, but you know, we kind of want to, you know, make sure you guys know that we're human too. Uh, kind of give you guys the scoop on uh, some of us. Um, I am doing terrible right now. I am one in three. Um, I just got beat by another team that is one in three, and I, you know, produced a massive uh, score of eighty-five point zero two points. Um, and a girl, um, Cheyenne, congrats, um, beat me one twenty-three. Point sixty-eight. So, you know, I mean, I thought thought I had a pretty good chance. You know, I didn't expect Dak Prescott to, you know, get under ten points. He's been great all year. Um, you know, Edelman just couldn't get it going against the Patriots. Keenan Allen, uh, what the heck happened, dude? You're playing Miami. Yeah. Um, you're killing me here, man. That's why you're not on my team no more. Um, OJ Howard, you know, just, you know, everybody else. Tampa Bay scores 55 points and you get six points, dude. What the heck? Uh, Will Fuller, um, just been a complete disappointment. Um, shave your head, do something to change whatever it is you <laughs> need to do to actually catch a deep ball again. Yeah, you were pretty high on him, too. Yeah, right I was, was very high on him. I mean, how could you not? I mean, you know, he had, um, I think, I mean, him and Deshaun Watson had, you know, like nine catches over. 50 yards. I mean, he had, you know, he's got some, he had some amazing stats. Ravens defense, the glorified Ravens defense, all this history of defense, you know, gets a big whopping negative one point. So, uh, you know, just, just terrible for me. You know, I don't even know why I'm up here right now talking to you guys, giving you guys any kind of insight. Um, but that, you know, that, that's why we're here. You know, we're human. Sometimes we put the right guys in there. Sometimes we don't. Thankfully, oh, yeah. we're in a very competitive league. Uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> we've got, you know, several guys in our league this year that, um, uh, that are undefeated and we've got, you know, some of them that, uh, have only lost one game. Um, and that's just what happens when you, when you draft, you know, you got to know what you're doing because if you're playing with people who know these players a lot better than you and, you know, look at team and strength of schedule and, you know, work output and, is he an, really an RB1, an RB2? Is it a split system? Do they like to throw the ball? Do they like to run the ball? I mean, all this stuff, you know, has to be calculated every year. And, you know, you can always have your little gambles. You know, gambles are good for a couple weeks. But, you know, come playoff time, you know, the guys who um, uh, always seem to stand out are the, you know, the guys who consistently have, have been there and done that. And, you know, that's, you know, that's just something you learn. Uh, McVeigh, uh, you know, just looking at, you know, basically what I'm seeing, you know, we've we had some uh, pretty close games. Looks like you and Shannon, you know, uh, you kind of pulled away there. But, you know, that was a little bit of a close game. Did you ever get kind of worried about that game? Um, No, I never got worried. I mean, there's not too many players on uh, Shannon's team that really has, like, huge upside. So I, I didn't actually think that he'd – you know, even break 140 or 150. So I don't, I don't think his team really has that capability. So um, he got pretty lucky by picking up Will Disley. 
Um, he shouldn't even been on the waiver wire, to be honest, probably. There's some tight end needy teams out there that probably should already had him. So, I mean, he, he got pretty lucky with a Will Disley pickup anyway. I, I mean, I'm not trying to not trying to bash Shannon. I mean, you know, he's an okay fantasy player, but, I mean, I, I, I wasn't really too worried about the matchup, to be honest. Um, my well, team, my you kind of have so. to think, you know, a couple, couple of those players on his teams are uh... – you know, ones you kind of hyped up, and he kind of fed into that a little bit, didn't he? Um, I mean, yeah, you could say that. You know, he just—I mean, yeah. I mean, you could say that. I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. So, I mean, the the matchup was, you know, pr- pretty okay. I had some guys underperform. Uh, Julio Jones, you know, under sixty yards, and I mean, we we all kind of know how Julio is when he has his you know, below 60 yard games, he's going to come back with some massive fucking performances. So, I mean, you know, I was able to pull out the win even with his, you know, lackluster game. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and then I had, you know, I had Deshaun Watson who I just traded for the night before actually. Um, he kind of underperformed too against Carolina uh, with 12.2 points, but Carolina has, a uh, fantastic pass defense so um i kind of had to expect that anyway so but yeah i mean overall it's a pretty good matchup um kenny galladay paid off for me i traded for him traded away juju smith schuster um let's see josh allen and devin singletary for galladay and deshaun watson um the watson pick didn't really work out week one but it did um the galladay pick did so what do you think the um, reason behind, you know, in our league, McVeigh, we've got a lot of people that aren't so high on Kenny Galladay, but, you know, when I look at the numbers and, you know, read what the people who, you know, make good money, you know, say about him, I mean, he's seems to be a pretty good player, but, you know, in, in our league especially, it doesn't seem like, you know, he's uh, getting kind of the love I feel like he deserves. Yeah, I mean, I think with Galladay specifically, it's probably just um, a name value thing. And then he's on the Detroit Lions. You know, like if he if he was if it was Kenny Galladay with Tom Brady, I mean, we probably got a different story. You know, so yeah, I just I think I think he just doesn't have the name that you're looking for, and that's what kind of people are looking at. I mean, this is only his second year, really, in a major kind of role in this offense, and I mean, he's he's got out to a fantastic start. Um, he through the first week, four weeks of the season, he was number five in air yards, 13th in targets, and he has four tur- four touchdowns on the year, which is tied for first. So, I mean, he's been really, really solid, and that gives you, you know, probably the number 11 ranked wide receiver. He's had no less than eight targets, he's had nine, ten, eight, then nine targets. So, I mean, he's 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 everything you want. He's a deep threat, he gets the targets, he gets the touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a really solid wide receiver. I think the reason why he doesn't really get that recognition is just for name value. <clears throat> um, kind of going to throw a little bit of uh, not so much love, but we may have an opening on our league uh, next year if I see somebody in our league score 64.60 points again. Um, Kennedy, I love you, man, but uh, you got to step it up. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. He's... <laughs> I mean, he he called it. He said he was me mustard target this year, and I mean, god damn, he's he's kind of on track for it. He's zero and four, um, scored sixty four points. Let me add this up for you guys. So Tom Brady got four point three zero 
Adrian Peterson got five. Sona Michelle got 9.70. Tyrell Williams got 12.60. That's his biggest guy. You know, rookie Brown for Baltimore receiver, 6.20. Hawkinson, 11.70. Tyler Lockett, 9.10. Jake Elliott, 4. And the Jaguars defense at 2. So... I mean, that sucks, man. That sucks. I mean, you yeah. you know, you I, I could see that. I, I don't know what I would, you know, you come home from work, you've been, you know, grinding all day, and you come home excited because you wasn't able to watch any of your games, and you open up your uh, uh, app, and you see a six and a four, and you ain't got nobody left to play, and you're like, Wow. Yeah. Not to mention the guy who you played against scored 145 points. Yeah. So we can take your score and times it by a two, and you still yeah, <laughs> are getting getting with. that arse kicked. Yeah, so, that's pretty rough. Thank you for not making me feel like the worst guy in our league this past week, <laughs> Kennedy, because you definitely are in that spot, buddy. Good yeah. job. I will say this, though, about Kennedy, actually. I mean, he's had a couple years recently to where he's had, um, you know, playoff teams. So... I mean, at least he hasn't been Mustard Tiger consistently. You know, he, he might end up being it this year for sure, but I'll give him a little bit of props that he actually has made the playoffs some. So, but I mean, another another team that underperformed was you know Chris. You know, he's a former champion. He's 0-4. Only scored 89 points. I mean, right now he's the 11th ranked team and uh, not looking on the right track to make the playoffs. But he is in luck, though, because we have at least, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six teams. We have half the league at one and three or worse. So, I mean, if, if you're 0-4 right now, I mean, don't panic. If you're 1-3, and you don't panic. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely plenty of time. Some of the other teams are going to start pulling away soon. You got Ricky at 4-0, Ian at 4-0. Wes is 4-0 also, but, I mean... Um, we'll, we'll kind of see how his team goes. He's actually scored the least amount of points at 493 of any of the playoff teams right now. So, um, if he's going to want to make the playoffs, he's, he's definitely off to pick it up some. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, also, a little bit more shade throwing at Chris. Um, his 89.56 points. Um, he has James Conner in his team, and he got 28, nearly 30 points. So, you know, <laughs> that's, of his, that's kind of like, you know, Where's the rest of your points coming from, dog? Uh, oh, wait, he started Mitchell Trubisky. That didn't even have a point uh, this week in fantasy. Uh, probably want to pick another quarterback next time there, bud. Yeah. Um, good job, though. You finally got to start your boy, Kenyon Drake, and he got 12 points for you. So Yeah, yeah. Chris, too, man. Like, I don't, I don't, The thing that blows kind of me away more than anything about his choices this week was he he sat Aaron Rodgers for Mr. Trubisky against Minnesota yeah so I mean I mean honestly let's see 16 11 27 um Aaron Rodgers gave him 26.48 points um so I mean he actually might have won let's do the math on that right now let's do the math to see if uh he would have actually won that game if he had started Aaron Rodgers. I'm kind of curious. I mean, why you look that up, though? I'm looking at, you know, Mitchell Trubisky. You know, week one, 8.82. Week two, 5.80. He played possibly 
the worst team in the NFL last weekend, the Redskins, right there with Miami, in my opinion. And he got 19.64. I mean, you know, yeah, he had three touchdown passes in that game, but you thought he was going to go to Minnesota and and put up, you know, points that were, you know, good? I, You know, it just kind of, you know, blows my mind. I just, I don't know what he was thinking right there. Yeah, I'm not for sure. Um, and he actually would have lost. The score would have been 116.30 to 116.04. So, um, yeah, he would have lost, but at least he would have got more points on the board as far as tiebreakers go and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it's looking pretty pretty rough for some of those teams, man. Like you, a couple of y'all might want to start trying to, you know, send it in that tank. Well, then, like an, another thing, I mean, kind of kind of surprising. I um, I was looking at his uh, defense, and he started the Cardinals defense. So, I don't know if they've just, you know, I haven't done a lot of research on that. And uh, I'll probably, you know, with Kansas City, I would have, even though that was a close game, they had 15 points uh, last week. So, I probably, not really looking much into that, I probably would have went with Kansas City's defense. Um, just a lot of known veterans on that team, and Patrick Mahomes, you know, gets a, you know, a team scoring that puts a lot more pressure on the opposing quarterbacks, which makes it easier for defenses, you know, to get a pick in there, get some fumbles, because you're just, you know, trying to keep up with Hall of Fame uh, quarterback Patrick Mahomes. So, definitely, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, obviously, I'm not an expert. I lost this week. You know, but that's the fun in fantasy. So um, sometimes our players don't produce. I I do a good bit of research myself. So, you know, I do like to kind of pick at other people when they, you know, make some questionable starts like that. So, yeah. I mean, how about Josh, too, man? Josh, he's come in. He's three and one. I mean, mm-hmm. he's actually he's actually doing really good, man. Yeah, not, his, not necessarily saying that nobody. His only losses to me. Yeah. <laughs> not, not necessarily saying, you know, we thought he was gonna be the worst player in the league or anything. But I mean, he's three and one. He's a top five team right now. He's doing pretty good. He's got uh, two top ten running backs with Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. Um, a yeah. top three tied in. Like he's got some. He's got some solid players. Yeah, there was a lot of people, man, and and I'm and I'm a Titans fan. A lot of people thought Derrick Henry was just going to kind of, you know, you know, fall off that train. But I mean, you know, they have committed 100. You know, Derrick Henry is a beast i mean if the titans play their game of football and they have the lead in the fourth quarter you're not stopping derrick henry he's too big he's too strong um i mean i wouldn't want to hit that guy in the first quarter no especially in the fourth quarter i mean he's just he's just a daggum uh you know and 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 look and and not even you know we can you know not talk about that we can talk about mark ingram i mean the guy is averaging 5.9 5.9 yards per carry. I mean, absolutely astounding. I mean, this guy was, you know, everybody's like, well, he's feeding off uh, Alvin Kamara. You know, he's really not that good. Alvin Kamara is, you know, kind of, you know, wearing him out, making everybody, uh, people think that Sean Payton makes people better because of his offensive uh, mind. But nah, man, you forget Mark Ingram was a true Heisman, you know, trophy running back. He was pretty much, you know, a lot like Derrick Henry. He was untouchable in, in college. So um, he's always had the tools, and it's it's nice to see that, you know, he's uh, getting a, a lot of love this year in that uh, that Ravens uh, run game. Oh, yeah, he's, he's definitely solid, man. Mark Ingram, 
And, and in that offense with um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's just, you know, he opens up the whole run game for him. You know, he's not going to get you 30 touches a game, but, I mean, honestly, he doesn't need it. Um, and then going back to Derrick Henry, like, I mean, you know, it's another solid pick by Josh in the draft. You know, he's had nine straight games of 100-plus total yards and or a touchdown. So, I mean, he's going back to last year. I mean, he's he's been consistently doing it now, you know. So, Derrick Henry's definitely good. There's a couple of really good draft picks by um, Josh with um, getting Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. He got them pretty um, – not late, but, you know, kind of late too because they're – they don't have the name value of some of these other players, so the tight end, the tight end, Mark Andrews. You know, he's yep. had he's been and amazing Kittle. this year. Yeah, he, he drafted Kittle, and he's actually fucking Mark Andrews has been better than Kittle. So I mean, <laughs> he had a pretty solid draft overall. <laughs> yeah, Kittle is pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is probably the most hyped player that has just not produced this year. I don't know why. Um, he's a freak athlete. He's good. Um, I just, I don't know if it's, um, his quarterback just don't like him or, you know, I mean, when it was CJ Beathard, I mean, that's, that's, that's where he was going. He was going to, going to some Kittle, but it's obvious that Kyle Shanahan, you know, and that, I mean, if you look back at Kyle Shanahan, even when he was in Atlanta, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if he was there when they had Tony Gonzalez for that, for that run. Not. Um, he probably he might have still, been, run, he still but, been with his dad, yeah. but you know Kyle Shanahan. You know, I mean Austin Hooper had a couple good games while he was there, but he's never really based his offense, you know, big time around a tight end. Um, he'd much rather yeah. use tight ends to run the ball. Well, I, th- I think the biggest difference um, as far as that game in particular goes is just or that situation is just this year the 49ers defense is so much better. So their defense has gotten a lot better. They added some, you know, they added Tevin Coleman, which he has been hurt, but you know, more of an emphasis on defense and then running the ball. So um, I think it's just a simple, you know, fact of the matter of they don't have to throw it as much as they did before. You know, so I mean, when you don't have to throw it as much, then you're not going to get as much volume. So, hey, what do you got on Jimmy Garoppolo this year? I really, I mean, the the 49ers are are doing very well this year. Um, I haven't really. Um, you know, living in Tennessee, we don't get to really follow uh, teams that, you know, uh, like San Francisco. We don't never get to watch them. They haven't kind of reached that point where they're in the prime time slot. They're not getting that recognition. Um, I mean, are you are you seeing anything that maybe the you know the Patriots shouldn't let them get away, or or is it just you know more Kyle Shanahan's offense just kind of letting that guy flourish? Um, I mean, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is anything necessarily um, special as far as NFL quarterbacks go. Um, he's definitely obviously a solid quarterback, better than, you know, probably Dalton. Yeah, yeah, I would take him over Dalton, you know, but I mean he's he's definitely not anything special though. So I don't I don't think it was a mistake by New England letting him go. But um I mean at the same time he would have probably been the best backup quarterback in the league just about so made sense to hold on to him too I mean he hasn't even had a single game you know that he's played this year with 300 passing yards and he's you know he had 296 against Cincinnati with three touchdowns I mean that's against Cincinnati like they're one of the top three five worst teams in the NFL they bad yeah they're, they're just real bad I mean we've we seen them on Monday night against Pittsburgh like 
with, you know, a backup quarterback, and they're just getting shredded all night. So, yeah, I'm not not really a big fan of Garoppolo this year. Yeah, I, th- I think that's why, you know, just Garoppolo isn't the best thing ever. Really good defensive 49ers this year. Emphasis on running the ball. Eh. Yeah, Kittle's just – he's probably not going to have the year that he had last year. Yeah, I mean, you look at the 49ers, and, I mean, yeah, their their defense is good, and, um, you know, their offense is making it, but, man, there's just not a lot of star power on that team, you know. It's kind of like, you know, under the radar, you know. I don't, I, I don't have a player from the 49ers on my team. I don't think you do either. Uh, no, I mean, no. it's just – it's not one of those teams that's got a, a ton of fantasy uh, players on it right now, but they seem to be doing uh, well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it goes back to that run game and defense, man. They're just, you know, they're a pretty good team in real life football um, because of how they play like that. They run, I mean, right now they average the most, as far as average per game, rush attempts, you know, than anybody. So, but, you know, it's a committee. So, I mean, it's, it's not really a lot of attractiveness to that running back situation. I wouldn't really try to trade for any of them unless you kind of buy low on, Tevin Coleman or maybe Brita, but um, yeah, not too, not too into the 49ers team as far as fantasy goes. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean another another good matchup as far as in, in dynamic. I mean, was it's just surprising with with Wes. He's four and zero. I mean, he he beat Addison last week. Who Addison just went crazy in week three on me yeah yeah i mean you you already know about that you know so you know west is four and oh let's see how you can keep it up man he's scored 149 points that's a pretty good i mean that's that's a good amount last week so i mean that that would have beat me um if i would have faced west in week four so i mean that's really surprising right there he's got some good players too he's i mean cup cooper cup obviously i mean that's a big one that's probably you know yeah, it's it's, it's definitely not every day when you know you bench um, a player like Jordan Howard who went off for 35 points. Um, of course, we're not going to hate on anybody because good luck trying to figure out who's running the ball for Philadelphia no, each week. No you you cannot figure that out. Um, so it's it's nice when you um, you know you miss out. and then, like I said, you know another guy, two guys on his team. I mean, his bench went off last week. You know, he had Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan Howard, uh, Muhammad Sanu had 18 points. Jimmy Graham had 18 points. All those guys yeah. were on his bench, and he still put up 149 points. So, just a you know a a good a good game from his guys. Uh, he's not going to keep it up. He's going to start losing pretty soon. Yeah, um, I, I'll I'll put money on it right now. This stuff does not last. I mean, I have I have went four and starting out, and I have lost you know four in a row also. I mean that. That stuff just kind of happens, you know. If you don't score a lot of points and somebody doesn't score a lot of points against you, it eventually is going to catch up to you. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, his schedule already gets a little tougher going than, you know, what it has been. I mean, the next two weeks he plays Shannon, who's, I mean, he's, he's a playoff team right now. And then he plays Ian after that. So, I mean, Ian has a, a one of the better teams in the league. And then he plays me right after that in week seven. I mean, so, and then he then he plays Josh. I mean, he's got a, and then it gets then it gets worse. Then he plays Ricky. 
So, I mean, Enrique's got a really good team, obviously, even though it's, you know, a fake team and we don't really acknowledge that it's actually any good because it didn't take any actual talent to make the team he made. But, I mean, it's, you know, still probably the best team in the league. And, I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty tough run for West right there. You got you know, uh, Shannon, Ian, me, Josh, Ricky. I mean, that's – if West can survive that and still wind up, you know, being, you know, a couple games above 500, I mean – I'll be surprised and kudos to him. Um, the reason we kind of uh, give a little um, shade toward uh, Ricky, um, yes, uh, you know, um, how would you like to have a fantasy uh, team that has Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and Alvin Cook all on it? So we got we gave him the nickname uh, King Ghidorah because Ghidorah, uh, you know, obviously from Godzilla, three-headed dragon, so his three running backs represent Ghidorah. But also... Um, and Shannon's going to hate me for this because I'm going to butcher um, what Ghidorah actually, you know, is. He's a false god. Um, you know, he's the false king. Uh, he came from another planet. Um, so that's basically what Ricky is. He's he's a fake. He's fake. I mean, oh, he's he's not really he's not really in our league. He's just kind of here right now. It's pretty rough. Um, but you know, kudos. I mean, while you're here, win it, man. Yeah. I mean, but you know, we um. Uh, we uh, let you we let you get by a little bit on some of your trades this year. Probably yeah. shouldn't have let them happen, but you know, kudos to you. Yeah. So you know, nah, is what it is, man. All right, it's, it's yeah, all, it's all fun. I'm literally not even saying this right now. McVay's holding up a sign that has all these words, and I'm just like, I'm just repeating them. I'd never <laughs> say that about you, Ricky. I'm just, yeah. I love you, man. Yeah, I mean, plot twist. Actually, Ian Ian wrote the signs, so I, mean, I don't know what Ian's beef is, but I mean, shit, let's go. I guess. Yeah, man. But I mean, I, I was just—I'm pretty excited that you know. It's pretty um, bad when Ian can't even sleep. Yeah, just thinking yeah, exactly. about Ricky's team all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty excited that you know, you know, Shannon—he's 0-4 in Dirty Bathwater too. Don't want to necessarily get on the topic of so the other I. league, but I mean, he's 0-4 in that league, two and two in dynamic. I mean, damn, that's a—it's a pretty rough start altogether. Sounds like uh, being the co-commissioner this year is a lot of stress on the little guy, huh? <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say that. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else has changed, you know? Yeah. Oh, he got a haircut. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, I think so. Oh, or he shaved know. his beard or something like that. Something about him looks different. Huh. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, haircut. Uh, he had a two-month vacation from work. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what's throwing him off, but I mean. He's just he's struggling in fantasy this year. I mean, he's you know, he only missed the playoffs what three years in a row or something. So I mean, it's it's, I mean, he'll come back eventually or something, I guess. Right. So I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, he did draft Antonio Brown, so yeah. I mean that might help out eventually, <laughs> I guess. So. <laughs> That's great yeah. stuff. All right, guys. Like I said, you know we we do this every year kind of take a little crack at our friends you know it's all good fun we all love them um respect them I'm glad they're in this league um we're gonna catch the end of this uh, ball game between the seattle seahawks and the los angeles rams so have a good one good day thank you for watching dynamic fantasy football podcast see you <laughs>